So guys, uh, I just wanted to tell you about my ride yesterday. Uh, you know, I woke up and I was feeling a bit tired and I know we'd originally planned to all three of us go ride the Giro together and that fell apart and we'll probably talk a little bit about that later on in a segment of yours, Bodie. Well, Bodie's wheels fell apart. Well, yes. Well, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to um, lead with that. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I got up and uh, I got some of my uh, Illy coffee and ground my beans and then I put them in my Bialetti uh, mocha and made a beautiful cup of coffee and I prepared my bottles with Scratch Labs powder and I got my Honey Stinger uh, gel and I got an RX bar, uh, their chocolate coconut one, which is delicious. And I put on my Rafa Protein bibs and put on my Wahoo ticker heart rate monitor. Let's see where this is going. And uh, and, and then, of course, I, I, I uh, stepped into my Giro Empire SLX shoes. And uh, and I got on my kind human campion on my Wahoo kicker. I fired up my, MacBook, my Mac Pro uh, with Intel processors and, uh, and then launched Zwift and... Uh, and got to watch it all on my Samsung 46-inch LED TV, and uh, and then fired up my Vornado fans, uh, two of them <laughs> that I have, and uh, had a miserable train ride. Welcome to this Sears catalog of podcasts <laughs> featuring Matt Kite's laundry list of items that he is now a brand ambassador for. That's cool. How did you get that fan deal, Matt? I'm really curious about that. Oh, I don't have a deal. Oh. I just bought two of them. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that what a being a brand ambassador is? Basically. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, well, it involves using a lot of hashtags in your Instagram posts. So if yeah. you if you... Instagrammed the a Zwift screenshot of that ride and then hashtagged it with all of those hashtags, yeah, and the hashtags, Crit Life, Zwift Life, mm. Trainer Ride, Fixie Famous, uh, Outside out, is Free, life, yeah. Nature Pick of the Day, yeah, um, Light Bro, yeah, is that one? Then you would be a brand ambassador. Okay, so I've got some work to do still. All right. Well, you know, I'm getting there. You've got the products, though. I'm getting there. Okay. Kudos. You're getting there. All right. Anyway, but really, though, welcome to episode 53 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey there, Bodie. This is the T Bone. And this is Sachiria. Uh, sponsored by nobody, apparently. Well, I am drinking a refreshing Urban South Brewery beer, Watermelon Goes, today for the podcast. And I'm digging uh, that design on that one. That's a pretty cool-looking Very, very cool label. can. I have no idea what's going on. It's a little bit psychedelic. I think if you drink a few more of these watermelon goses, you start to something appears to you it in, might this, make sense. in this can art. Mm. Um, but they, they sponsor us yeah, so indirectly that's, that's in certain, like certain we're ways. We're brand ambassadors for Urban South Brewery. Yeah, I mean, that is a true sponsorship relationship. And so that's completely legit with or without... The hashtags applied. And speaking mm. of Urban South, we were just there yesterday for the team photo shoot. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun. My brother-in-law sent me a photograph, uh, or actually posted on uh, Instagram a photograph of he and my sister out in Oregon. And beautiful scenic shot of them out on a camping trip drinking the uh, the lime cucumber goes mm. wow. that a friend of theirs who is from New Orleans had sent them. And I uh, thought that was kind of cool. So Urban South making an appearance way out in Oregon. That is cool. You should actually post that and tag Urban South Brewery with it. Man, you're giving me just that's all, kind of, all that, the Brando lessons over here, huh, Matt? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good More hashtag content right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's good. good hashtag content. But we, we were at Urban South Brewery, and uh, they were kind enough to let us 
do a photo shoot next to their mm-hmm. uh, stack of cans, stack of empty cans. Yep. Um, oh, no. I thought those were all filled with beer. No, mm, no, those are be- all empty. I thought that was a wall of uh, beer. No, Aaron's, a, Aaron's a... daughter found out those were empty as she pulled a few off the uh, tower, <laughs> oh, <no>. and <laughs> we thought, from oh, the bottom? yeah, from the bottom. <laughs> I mean, she's short. Uh, she can't get very high, but uh, luckily nothing fell over, and uh, no one was booted out of the brewery. So that that was a fun uh, team exercise, and I'll be posting the. Uh, shot soon matt i guess i'm gonna send them to you you're you have a website for the team right uh, actually uh, i'm the one that's the admin of the website for the team but we've never really done much with it because uh we matt, do need to do some stuff know, we need to we, need we to don't trick actually it out a bit. need to do anything i mean websites are pretty much dead everybody's on facebook or it's all Instagram social anyway well we're, we're crushing the social media for the team i mean that's so maybe yeah. we should post the shots on facebook this year yeah. Anyway, well, you guys want to talk about cycling? Because this is a cycling podcast, not a beer podcast or a photography podcast. You just said two things that are like hand in hand mm. with cycling for me: beer and and photography. Oh yeah, interesting. That's true. So this That's is true. we and we talked about our Other team photo that shoot. Go, That's okay, a cycling else, team. What else goes with cycling? Coffee, Don- donuts. I don't know that donut. I'm mm. I'm really gonna push back on the whole donuts and cycling thing. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe it's just me. Right now, donuts go with this cyclist. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't drink beer, so I, I get I get donuts as my beer. Okay, fair enough. Possibly fair enough. allowed. Fine. We'll, we'll we'll put that out for a ruling to our uh, listeners. Maybe Jeff or Bo will send us an yeah. email and, and and let us know whether or not donuts are allowed. Yeah, listeners, what do you think goes with cycling? So we've got photography for you, which is probably a personal preference. Yeah. Everybody uh, likes to see a sweet pic of them on a well, bike. Well, yeah, That's I true. mean, you, if I mean, you know, what you're gonna go fucking pick up the local Times Picayune and read a written account of how the uh, Tour de la Criterion went down? Right. Well, no, I mean, you've well, got... actually, you could pick up the Times Picayune <laughs> and read an account of how the Dirty Kansas went down. Yeah, and maybe you'll Very pick up true. a Times Picayune and read about the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series. Oh, Who God, knows? I got to send a follow-up email. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a little bit off track today. Um, hey, not just, really. This is good banter, right? This is like a, our warm-up, right? So this yeah. is our uh, ten-minute warm-up, and then we're going to go into the. Are you ready on. for the first interval? Yeah. Let's do it. <sighs> okay. Right. Well, I need a little recovery, but hang on. Okay. <laughs> You've got a time while you introduce right. the segment. Um, big news this morning. Mm. Chris Room. He's Cleared. out of the tour. That was last night. Oh, sh- this morning, or whenever you listen to it, he's he's back in. Okay. So Wada, I guess UCI has dropped the case. Mm-hmm. Dismissed. Yeah. Does this seem scripted to anyone uh, else? Super. Um, I mean, I mean, is it is it does it just the timing of this all just a little too perfect? Uh, that you know ASO puts the heat on yesterday and covers their ass by kicking Froome out of the tour because of the pending WADA decision, and then suddenly the next morning, WADA's got the decision. No, well, no, not WADA. UCI made the decision. WADA made the decision several days ago. I'm sorry, ASO kicks Froome out of the tour because of the, of the, of the UCI's open case against Froome. Right. And then UCI resolves the case the next morning. Yeah, and Wada had made the decision. Wada had had put their their decision was on a few days ago, right? And then uh, UCI basically like adheres to what Wada says. Yeah, and Wada using some very suspicious science. I think employing some scientists from the uh, Donald Trump climatology science <laughs> department uh, to to basically make their ruling. And I don't want to get into the you know, to the minutia of the decision, but it certainly seems odd to me. And it kind of seems like the result needed to be that Chris Froome was going to be allowed to ride in the tour, even though he had clearly doped using salbutamol last year. Uh, well, that's, that's my your, take. That's my hot take. That's your take. On that's it, my take. Definitely. That's I'm, clearly not their take. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you don't believe in miracles, well, Townsend. Well, no, their take was that, but they essentially, Wada did not make Chris Froome go through a pharma, pharmacological study, right? Right. That was one of the ways in which you can clear yourself. To replicate the conditions of that, the tour, and uh, excuse me, it wasn't the tour, 
uh, to replicate the conditions of the adverse delta where the adverse analytical finding occurred. to do with dehydration and etc et yes and but and but whatnot. apparently that there were too many factors that they couldn't control for i guess Froome was sick during the volta i don't know i so, mean ugh, there's just it's just it's once again, i don't feel any more resolved i don't feel any better about I feel, this I feel tour great i feel absolutely great about this now, do you feel great because are you are you a, are you a homer for Chris Froome? No, I just like to see justice done. That's all. I just like to see that justice has been done, and this man has been persecuted. No, oh, I, I, so, no. In in all honesty, what I think it personally, what I think is that this should never have been made public, and that became a massive issue of it. It got leaked, uh, which it should which shouldn't have happened. We shouldn't even have known about this, and it should have all been resol- uh, figured out behind scenes. And the fact that it wasn't, you know, is uh, I think that's that's a big issue right now. It's like you should be innocent until proven guilty, and so I think there, are, I think that part of it worries me more than whether he overstepped the mark or not during the Vuelta. Well, let me ask you this, Matt. If it had not been leaked and it had been worked out yep. behind closed doors, mm-hmm. do you think that the same result would have been reached? Or do you think... That, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be I, an interesting question, really, to ponder. Yeah. I, I definitely... I don't know. And I, we, we're never going to know, are we? We'll never know no. what happened there. Uh, it's really interesting, too, that, you know, that the ASO... Okay, let's say it doesn't get leaked. Um and I guess, you know, where is everybody's interest in this in this whole case, right? I mean, ASO would like to have Chris Room there without any asterisks, right? Um, the UCI would like to have a clean sport, apparently. I mean... Well, maybe. I mean, maybe ASO would like to have not have Chris Room there and make it easier for Bardet. Who knows? You know, there's there's other there's a lot of political things going on as well. Well, I mean, it, look, ASO to say that ASO would like to have Chris Froome at the race flies directly in the face of the news from yesterday, where right. they basically kicked him out well, of the race. Well, yeah. the and question that, is, was that just press- a, was that just a face saving move for them to make it appear as if they had some scruples about? You know, I think uh, I think it, I think I think the ASO would like to have a Chris Froome with no adverse clinical finding or even, yeah, because he technically he would the whole Vuelta situation they would like that no matter what and then yeah I do th- I do think that it was a bit of a face saving call to kick him out um, because who wants to put on a race where then you know townsend you and i are race promoters like i would i don't want to put on a race if there's a chance that the person who wins my race is going to have to be you know scrubbed from my results and you know that's just kind of messy yeah it sort of suggests to me and this is getting back to the point that i started with about the timing of this and how sort of scripted it seems Mm. it's almost as if aso knew yesterday when they made this announcement that they were gonna be yeah. bailed out by the UCI today, and that you know it was gonna be sort of a wash, no but, harm, no foul. They get the they get the the press of being able to say, "Look at us, we're we're tough on this idea," but yet we're still gonna end up having Chris Froome in our race because the UCI is gonna clear him tomorrow. I would counter that though. I think it actually. That ends. It, this has ended up being kind of embarrassing, a bit of a facepalm for ASO, the way this has turned out. Because they do say we're not going to have him in the race, and then literally the next day yeah. it's like, hey, he's all cleared, it's good to go. And then they looked like the assholes. I, I well, but the whole, the whole reasoning for them kicking so. him out was that it was unresolved, and that this was still yeah. hang, the specter of this was still hanging over his head. They weren't basically calling him guilty yeah, or not. What, what they've said now is it's a moot point. The whole reason for our suspending him in, in the first place has now been resolved, and so he's right. welcome to race. And their and their argument was that it would bring their event into disrepute, right? That was kind of the that's their they have like a yeah. in their statutes, right? Let's add that. But, but to it the was the fact. It was the fact that their uh, that the 
adverse analytical finding investigation was unresolved. That's what was going to bring the, right. the event into ill repute, not Chris Froome no, and no, no. questions swirling around about whether he's actually guilty or not. I mean, right. th- there's no way that that's ever going to wash out. I mean, yeah. that's there. Yeah. yeah. And Bodie, you posted a very interesting, or not posted, you shared with us a very interesting article and we won't get into the details of it, but maybe we can post a link to it on the on the Yeah You Ride page that sort of breaks down the the whole salbutamol um, in in a very uh, in a very sort of uh, straightforward way. I, and and I thought it was a pretty compelling article that you that you shared. Yeah, that was um, Wangmeister or uh, Seth Davidson, PVP Palace Verdes. I don't know South Bay Cycling or something. He has a blog that's been going on for years. Um, and, uh, if you want to read about cycling in the South Bay, he writes a lot about that and also just stuff like this, Mm. but his whole point was that, you know, this was used, the, the, the the doping finger quotes doping that came from the Sibutamol was, was to, to lose weight, but keep muscle. Um, that it was all about losing weight, muscle weight to muscle ratio, yeah. and not not about asthma at all. Yeah. And even if it was about asthma, it's, it's a very dubious claim that Chris Froome is asthmatic in the first place. It's it's been clinically proven that nearly all professional British cyclists are asthmatic. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. But Emily brought I I shared this with Emily, and she's like, well, if Chris Froome had asthma, like it's in his medical records, like you can prove that. So that can be proven. Obviously, we don't have access to his records, but someone does. If you have the right doctors, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, I I feel like we should not spend too much time on this, but it's Mm. a big, big news. It is big Um, news. It's going to change the tour. Well, and also beyond the tour, this sets a precedent, doesn't it? I think for the future, it sets a precedent because other people have been. You know, other people have been banned. Yeah, from for, for salbutamol, and now this is like this is now like a a Supreme Court case almost, isn't it? Which, yeah. which sets a kind of precedent. So there. do they? So they, they, do you just do they ban salbutamol? Well, it, it, it is interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that you. I don't know that they do. The interesting thing, maybe they make it so that you have to have a TUE for it, because as as I understand it mm. now, there's you don't need to have a, a TUE for salbutamol because it is widely accepted as a medication for asthma, and so you mm. can just take it. There's there are limits, obviously. That's the whole nature so of this that case. Was, limits to how much you yeah, can take. Right. But, so maybe now you'll have to apply for a TUE for it, and you'll have to produce the medical records. So that was my question. So during the Giro, was he hitting the old puffer? I feel like no one talked about that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a very good question. Did he ever need to? Hit well, the no, puffer? he wasn't hitting the puffer because obviously he's injecting it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, um, and on that bombshell. So, let's move oh, on. but let me just to close that point out very quickly. <laughs> to your point about the precedent it sets, maybe it sets a precedent in the opposite direction, Matt uh, and okay. Bodie, which is that now we also have the precedent that. Could we now say that had this UCI investigation remained open, that Chris Froome would not have been allowed to race? And so now, if you have a rider who has mm-hmm. a UCI investigation that's open, that's lingering over their head, is the precedent going to be they can't race? And the pressure is going to be on UCI to either close the investigation or that that racer is going to be prohibited from racing, at least in Grand Tours, uh, while they're under investigation. That, well, that's an interesting point, but I think that's, you know, I don't think the Giro has that written into their rules, right? The, and I don't think the Vuelta, well, although the Vuelta is half-owned by UCI, so maybe they do there. So it, that that is that ASO, is an interesting point. half-owned by ASO? So, yeah. Well, I just so, I just sort of mean soft not precedent, not not legal precedent, but sort of, you know, soft precedent as in right, this is the this way is, we're going to handle things. Right, but this is like, it's not... This is not a UCI. That was the thing about it. This was an ASO as a business had this as like, this brings our our event that we own into disrepute. So it's it's a weird ground between like pri- a private company and a sports, you know, a, a sports authority, which is, you know, a little, a little odd, isn't it? It's a, it, you know, who gets to decide in those cases, there should be. I think there needs to be more clarity there in what what well, is required on both sides. 
maybe maybe that will lead to more race directors and organizations doing that adding these sort of clauses and and maybe that's something the uci yeah develops more fleshes out more that okay if you have an adverse analytical finding for salbutamol you cannot race yeah yeah or if it's actually if yeah if you have if you if something's under investigation for you you cannot race i mean that's I don't know. It's like, but then I, it also comes back to the innocent until proven guilty right. yeah, it's thing, a which slippery is slippery slope in both it's directions. It's a very slippery area, and you know, we, son of a bitch. It's, it goes be this goes beyond cycling. Yeah, uh, that's so true. Let me segue into law. Let me segue us real quick into a quick uh, TDF rapid fire round, if you will, since we're sort of on the uh, on the the Tour de France lead in. Mm. Um, quick question for you guys: uh, Was Super G stoked? with the news today or was he <laughs> totally bombed uh garrett thomas i'm referring to for those that aren't familiar with that nickname i think super g Sky's is the kind two. of guy that's just like he's gonna roll with it yeah either way he was he was co-leader right he's gonna roll with it this year but he might be shopping around that's fine so i think he's that- under he's his contract ends this year right so after the tour is when all of those shenanigans happen, and uh, he's a hot, he's a hot entity. So is Movistar stoked or bummed? Mm, that's interesting. I would say they're bummed. Yeah, I would say everybody else probably has to be bummed because I think Froome has to come into the race as the favorite. He hasn't lost a Grand Tour for quite some time. It is a bit ridiculous. Um, who's your sprinter pick? Ooh, well, that's interesting. You know, I was just listening to the cycling podcast uh, uh, earlier today, and they were talking about how wide open the sprinter field is this year. Wide open. I mean, say sprinter. Wide open, as in green jersey. Two different two two aspects. Wait, okay. what? Mm. Okay, so sprinter to me is Gaviria. Oh, interesting. He's going to dominate. You're I'm all saying in. Gaviria is going to dominate as a sprinter. Oh, yes. He's going to win six stages. All right. I'm going to say, just because I don't want to pick Gaviria now, I'm going to... Because you did. I'm glad I got did. there first. I'm surprised uh, it wasn't on the tip of your tongue. Oh, man. I just... You know. <laughs> so you got Kittle. You got Degenkolb. You've nope. got uh, Sagan. Uh, you've got uh, Michael Matthews. I'm going to pick Michael Matthews for the green uh, jersey. The green jersey, right? Picking Sagan for the green jersey. Uh, yeah, I would go with Sagan for the green jersey. I'm going with Cav. I'm going. Is with he Cav. racing? He's going to be racing. Cav's <laughs> there. They're all in on Cav. Dimension Data's. Let's all hope in he on doesn't uh, crash himself out in the first week and get some other. He probably will. Kicked out. He probably will. But yeah. <laughs> he also might come in and win four stages. Okay. Which would put him equal with Eddie Merckx. Four stages to be equal Eddie Merckx. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, how about uh, how about speaking of sprinters, Buhani left out of uh, the Kofidi squad. Mm. Not and, surprised. Uh, kind of pretty much came out. I mean that. Yeah. That was French national championships. Uh, sort of hinted at it. Right. Yeah, because he was riding on the front for the rest of his team, uh, in the French national championships, which was a really, it was a hard race. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to watch it. I was watching it on the trainer. On, on Zwift, uh, on my Wahoo Kicker, uh, riding on my kind human campion. Hashtag. <laughs> All those things you just said. Yeah. Um, yeah, Boo Boo Hani, once again, just, you know, not impressed. Not, not impressed. Uh, bored. Tired of Boo Boo Hani. I, l- I would like him to do something different. Yeah. Become a climber. So Christophe Laporte is going to be the big sprinter for Kofidi. I guess that's their that's you know that's their pick that's their that's their pick. Mm-hmm. So put them on your fantasy squad, folks. I, I had him on my fantasy squad for the uh, for the classics. Got me some good points. I think he got second uh, a few times. So do you, what el- what else? Tour de France rapid fire. Uh, Wilco Kelderman crashes in the Dutch national championships. Oh, breaks his collarbone and is off the Sunweb squad oh. and will not be there to support Tom Dumoulin. Oh, um, uh, Sunweb has just announced their their team, which obviously doesn't include Kelderman. Would have included Kelderman, and he's looked really strong, and he'd be but play a great supporting role for Dumoulin. They're now Dumoulin's now downplaying his chances at the Tour, not because of that, but just in general, his 
Dumoulin and Sunweb are sort of going into this saying, oh, you know, he still needs, you know, a little more experience and, you know, maybe next year. And I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that a, is that a ruse? Is he, is he, Dumoulin? A, yeah. I mean, it seems to me like he's going to, going to be gunning for it, huh? Does he have a shot? I, I thought he'd said he was going for GC. So I don't know. I mean, has he done multiple tours in a row yet in his career? Um, I think he's done the tour and the Vuelta before, right? Uh, yeah, but I, you know, this certain, I don't think he's done two tours in a row where he's been the focused GC rider for, for his for his team. I mean, if you remember earlier in his career, he was more of a bit player for the for the teams that he was riding for, and has only recently rounded into form as a as a GC contender. So we'll see. Well, it could be a good tour for them. I mean, there's the team time trial. There's you know there's uh, there's also an individual time trial, right? So there's there's going to be plenty of opportunities. There's Michael for him. Matthews who's going to win the green jersey because I just called it. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, and also they've got uh, Chad Hager is going to be from you know USA is going to be racing. So we're going to get to look, see his uh, oversimplified tweets every day, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Now, Chad Hager got Hager, second. Hager Hager Hager. Is there is there a second place at Nationals jersey that he can wear? Uh, his yeah, that's the, that's his team jersey. Okay, that's that's the one he gets to wear. So should we? Okay, are we done with the tour for now? Sure, let's move on but to t- Nats. Wait, 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 hang on. Wait, I feel like we should do. Before we're done with the tour, fantasy. We've got so Matt asks if we're done with the tour just before he segues into one last thing about the tour. Totally, Good stuff, Matt. Totally pro blew podcast it. move there. Blew it. Fantasy tour. Yeah. You yeah. just set up the league today. I set up a league. Uh, the league name is YYR's Yeah You Rides Le Fantasy STC Tour de France League of Champions Tire Talk. Just threw some shit together. Um, league code is 3572786555. We'll post that on Facebook. Yeah. Once again, that's 357278. <laughs> yeah, don't yes. call yeah. that number. Yeah, it's an actual code yeah, that you need to use to on velogames.com. Yeah. Copy and paste. We'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. actually call that number, it may be um, a chat line. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were oh, I thought you were gonna say something else about No, but I wanted to, I like the way you said lay fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much in the in the Bob Roll style. Yeah. Yeah. Le Tour de France. So again, w- without interrupting laughter, it's Yeah You Rides La Fantasy STCC TDF League of Champions Tire Talk. Hmm. <laughs> it's good stuff, Bodie. Well, I mean, if you said TDF, you should just say Yeah Y Y R. But but actually, all you need is the number. That's, that's true. That's all you need. To um, or join our Facebook group. Yeah, and join uh, our. Uh, it's a. Is it a private group? Our Facebook. It group? is. It's a private group. It is. Uh, it's called Lay La 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 STC Fantasy League Group. Yeah. I should add a question like the Slow Ride Pod does for uh, their Facebook the group. group. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Do we want to restrict people or do we actually want more people to join? Well, you just gotta like you just can't be some Joe Schmo who doesn't know anything about bikes like and cycling. This is so, true. Yeah, so we've talked about the composition, the potential composition of some of our teams. We won't get into that again right now, but we'll talk about it next week because we'll actually have some results to talk about next week. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to sitting down and picking my team. Guys, before we got on the air, we talked about the fact that we may be having some invited celebrity guests participating in our podcast <laughs> league this year. So look forward to that. Finger quote celebrity. Okay. Finger quotes. What, if what, we, if we can what does get? Matt call them? Uh, reverse upside, commas reverse or something? Commas. Upside, inverted, inverted, inverted commas. Inverted upside commas. down commas? Inverted yeah. commas. Drunk commas. Commas on French Street. French Street? Wow. Wait. <laughs> I don't, like that. And are you voguing right now? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so, okay. So, in the past, Matt has had a personal rule where he doesn't pick Froome. No. Where I don't pick Sagan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Always so, picks Froome. 
I don't always often, pick. Often, often. So I kind of feel like we should have a no Froom rule. I didn't pick Froom in the Giro, and yeah. I won by a landslide. I'm pretty sure I did not pick Froom. I haven't picked Froom in a long, long time. I don't know when the last time I picked well, Froom. Well, how about this? Probably so, the last time he lost. So we always have an inter-podcast competition. Mm. Yeah. So how about we, for us three... We can't pick Froom. Or Sagan. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I really like Sagan. No Froom and no Sagan. Amongst the three of us. Amongst the three of us. I didn't intend to pick either of those. Handicap. I'm perfectly happy with that rule. All right. We, we will shake on that. Okay. No Froom, no Sagan for the Yeah You Ride yeah. podcast squad. So yeah. when we whoop on your little butts and we don't have Froom or Sagan, mm. you'll just know how good we are at fantasy cycling. Well... So yeah, uh, Matt is Matt's carrying the water for this entire podcast when it comes. Pretty to Pretty sure I got cycling. fourth. Well, when it comes Ooh. to when it can comes I quote to, you on that, Bodie? Is what? that 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 one's in Bartlett Bartlett's book of quotations? <laughs> Michael Bodingheimer. Pretty sure I got fourth. Actually, I think I like fifth or sixth. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Yeah, that's right. that's that's uh, that's champion champions oh, talk gonna, right there. I'm gonna do some stretching to get ready for this. Uh, Let's yeah. talk about Nats. We well, want to talk about champions. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about champions. And let's start in the good old USA because that's yes. where we live. And uh, that was and two of the three of us la- are citizens. And that was of this not great last country. weekend. The weekend before. That's right. So, okay, let's talk about the women's race first. She's been on the podium how many times now in that race? A bunch. A She's bunch. Finished second twice She's in a row. Second right? several times. Corin Rivera finally. Yes. Takes the stars and stripes. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that looks that Sunweb jersey looks like with Well, the, I hope it doesn't Meg look like Bournier. some of their other national champs jerseys, which yeah, is where, where where you can't really where it just basically looks like a Sunweb jersey and then they throw some color from that country in there. And and let me just put it, you know, before we talk about the men's, let me just say that Aqua Blue really set the precedent on a great men a great not just men's a great U.S. Champions kit. They're, yeah, oh, that was, uh, you, was you. You know that. I mean, I man crushed all over over that thing. <laughs> I on, know. Uh, we had to, on, we had to uh, Larry Warbass's shoulders. Yeah. So, Shamey didn't get invited to the last two Grand Tours wearing that thing. Damn it. Yep. So, that's an interesting thing. What's the kit's gonna, kit going to look like for her? That's. I'm curious to see it. We have to figure out what is her next race that she'd be wearing it. Um, is is the tour doing one of those like hokey women's tour? Yeah, they're doing it again this year. Is they it are the same similar format to last year? I think they've added a hill climb a stage. and then a crit. Um, do they have three stages to it now? They had like three, then they went back to two. Well, I think they got rid of the stupid chase, like. The, the Hammer Series style chase thing, I think they've changed it up. It might just be one stage, and it's a climbing stage. I'm not sure. We need to look at that and figure okay. that out. So hopefully we'll see pod. the uh, Corn Rivera rocking the Stars and Stripes. Um, mm. Johnny Brown, Action mm. Bergens Hammond. Yeah. Haggins Berman Action. Haggins Berman. Wait, it's Action Haggins 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 Berman. I think it's Haggins Berman's action this year. I don't know. It's anyway. It's not Haggins Daz, though, Matt, although now I want to eat some ice cream. Mm. Johnny Brown wins the US uh, Pro Road uh, Champs. Hell of a race. I don't know if you guys watched it. I did. Um, did. But it the the field blew up on like lap two. Uh, Cannondale shit the bed. And uh, didn't Nate, get anybody. It was a four-man break out front. Sorry, yeah. five-man. I think, but you mean EF Education First Drapak presented, presented by, by Candel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I sent to you guys that my pick was Alex Howes winning the U.S. Nats, who was nowhere, and they missed the break, and so he had two other teammates who chased really hard to try to get the break. That was like twenty people. Johnny Brown's brother was one of them. Yep, and eventually dropped themselves. It was interesting um, to see him being interviewed during the race. Yeah, during the race in the feed zone. In the feed zone. Um, yeah. But yeah, kudos to uh, Johnny Brown, younger brother of Nate Brown. Um, yeah. So so once he won, uh, our local Facebooks were blowing up with uh, photos of Johnny Brown racing the Tour de Lac as a Cat 4 when he was like 13 or something. Oh, Johnny Brown raced it as well? The same year that Nate Brown won the Tour de Lac. Johnny Brown was there in the Cat 4s. Wow. As 
a very small kid racing for uh, st- uh, no tubes or hot tubes development. Yeah. Um, so that will be, he will now be a friend of the podcast, Zach Thomas's pick as a grand tour winner. Yeah. Zach Thomas will probably pick Johnny Brown to win the Vuelta in 2021. Um, so they're the next Frank and Andy Schleck. They are. Yeah. Hmm. Clearly. Interesting. Speaking of U.S. champions, uh, Emma White was all over the podium that weekend, yeah. winning everything. Or she was third, and then she was the first U23. She, In I think, every race. Yeah, I think Emma White currently holds every uh, U23 Rude national champ championship. You could, you take it. She's and also cross. the, yeah, uh, CX. She's the Pan Am. Cross is a road discipline, technically, right? Is it? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. Um, but did you hear that Emma White is going to forego cross uh, to focus on track? How do we feel about that? I say good for her. Go for it. Go for the Olympics. You know, That's she's a such a That's stud a good point. that Olympic like, yeah. my, she's my, a stud. My, I want to see her do it. My feelings about this whole, they're leaving cross to do other stuff thing is really changing. Um, feeling a little more forgiving about it. It's, you know, I understand I really like cyclocross and you hate to see these, you know, and, and, and maybe this will be an appropriate segue into, uh, in, into the next Another national champion. Uh, but, you know, you hate to see these guys leaving cross and going to do these other disciplines. But, you know, there will always be cross. There will be other people to be champions to, to, to take their place if people leave the sport. The sport's not going anywhere and so, you know, I'm not going to rag on people anymore for choosing uh, something over cyclocross just because that's obviously what they want to do. And, mm. you know, more power to them. So I feel great about it. Yeah, I mean, we'll miss having Emma White. Um, but I think I'm excited to see what she does. Um, and I know that I, she'll be back, no doubt. Also, uh, are over. on the subject of Emma White, friend of the podcast... Uh, the baby-faced assassin Giorgio Morcio, uh, our <laughs> friend up in upstate, New- upstate, upstate, upstate New York in uh, Schenectady, he uh, lives very close to Emma White and sees her and her younger brother Curtis, Curtis White, mm-hmm. uh, being motorpaced no, by their dad. There's not no, Curtis. Yeah, they're. That's I think a different I White. Curtis is older than Emma. There's another okay. brother. There's their, an- their family is a. Yeah, powerhouse of bikes. So anyway, there um, he sees them riding out all the time, being motorpaced by their dad, and uh, yeah, she's an absolute beast. Well, George, next time you see Emma White, flag her down and uh, get an interview. Yeah, we would love to. We would love to get an interview with Emma White. So speaking of people that potentially may leave cyclocross to go race other disciplines, Mm. we had keeping uh, in the nets. Yeah. uh, We had, uh, well, he's not the cyclocross world champion, but certainly many people's pick last year to be the world champ of cyclocross. And one of the winningest cyclocross racers of the last season, Mm -hmm. Matthew Vanderpoel, goes out and wins Dutch road nats. How about that? Yeah, just shows up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, no, it's not kind of. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And he didn't win. In an awesome way. Yeah, he won it in a massive, you know, killer, like, sprint from a... Did you see footage of the sprint? Put his hand out. It's like, no, no, no. No, no, it wasn't his elbow. It was was like his hand. hand. Yeah. He reached his hand out and was like, excuse me. (laughs) Coming through. Coming through. (laughs) And then the single dam was like, whoa, whoa, hey. Hey, throwing his elbow like, what are you doing? And then Vanderpool blasts right past him and yeah. is the Dutch Road National right Road here. Champion. <laughs> it's a shame we won't see that jersey uh, in the tour. He was like a New Yorker crossing the street, wasn't he? he was I'm like, walking here. I'm riding here. <laughs> I'm about to win the sprint here. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. So and he's then he's going to do a World Cup next week, and there is uh, nothing this man cannot do. Yeah, he. Vanderpool is uh, a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. It's pretty cool to watch that stuff. I'm excited to see him race more road. I'm excited to see him, Wout, Sagan, Kwiatkowski go at it in a classic. Oh my god, that would be amazing. And yeah. ooh, and Stebar. Yeah. Maybe Lars Booms get get some legs. Get all the crossers in there. Yeah, and just yeah, just who he knows? definitely he definitely needs to race. Some classics next year. Oh. I don't know what needs to happen in that order would be for that amazing. to happen. Him and Wout in the classics yeah. would be 
Uh, incredible. Yeah. So there were lots of other national championships as well. There were. We don't necessarily have to go through them all, but Matt, no. do you want to do any sort of a very, very quick fast, rundown? Fast run through. Yeah, please. Uh, British Nats time trial. Super G wins. It's uh, not exactly where I would have gone to start. Well, first but- of all, so for the tour, Super G is going to be there, right? Okay. Who Other national champions they have, Jonathan Castro Viejo. Yeah. Uh, Spain. Yes. And then they no. have... What? I thought Gorka... Nope. Time what? trial. Oh. Time trial champion. They can so, have a team time trial. Wait. Sky okay. could have four so national champions. In the team time... So if you win your country's time trial championship... Oh, wait. Did they get to wear the, yes. the team time trial? You they do. They do. Yes, you they do? do? Yes. They do. Okay. Remember, remember Sky... Remember the great shot of Team Sky and the, the time trial and the... Giro? Hammer series? Giro? In the Giro. In the Giro. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How yeah. quickly we forget. They had yeah. three. They had three. Well, they, they three could have then. four. Well, now they have Garrett Thomas. They could Thomas. have four in the tour because they've got Garrett Thomas. Kwiatkowski didn't win the time trial. Uh, he won the road champs. But so we'll see him in his uh, Polish road champ outfit. But we're going to see uh, Thomas, Castro Viejo, uh, Kirienka, and somebody else who I can't remember right now. But Oh, uh, Van Baal. Dylan Van Baal. That's right. Yeah, what did so he went? Who? Where is he Dutch, from? Oh. Dutch. Uh, uh, and I have to say, job. Sky does a very nice job with the national champion jerseys. They do. Do you? They why do. doesn't Vanderbilt do a better do the job trial? when they were sponsored by Rafa, whose uh, bib shorts I was wearing on Sunday? But Hashtag they, Brando. <laughs> but yeah, they do. They do a nice job still on the on the national champs kits. All right. So now that you've covered the British time trial championships, <laughs> All right. British Road was won by uh, Ben Swift's younger cousin, Connor Swift, who does not ride on a world tour or even a pro Conti team. Rides rides for STCC. I wish. He rides for Madison Genesis, and uh, he he went away from 12K to go, um, and there was a really strong chase group, but they could not chase him down. Really strong ride. All right, this uh, is a rundown, not a race recap. All right. Who else so we got? That's awesome. Uh, and then another Connor wins in Ireland. Connor Dunn. Tallest man in the peloton. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of, lot of Irish flag on the front of oh that my God. Uh, just, jersey. I just hope it's just all like shamrocks. The whole thing is just shamrocks. That's what I want to see. Who is the giant... Tall drink of a water that races for Sunweb. Oh, they have a big guy too. But uh, is he? Is who's the tallest man in the peloton? Huh. Good know. question. I think. Well, Sunweb is world tour, so he's definitely the the tallest world tour man. But tallest guy in pro racing, I don't know. It might be a. We, we should figure out who's the tallest between the two of them, and we don't know the Sunweb guy's name, right? Yeah, I don't it's know. German guy, right? I think so. Yes, yeah. and I'm going to tell you in just I just a saw him in the Hammer series, and he yeah. was just like a giant He's locomotive enormous. coming. He's enormous, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Viviani wins Italian road, Nats. Okay. Uh, Not interesting the tour. things going on. Okay, so Chantal Black, world champion, wins Is Dutch. N- Dutch road. Road Nats. Which Sagan, world champion, wins his road Nats. Oh, the other Sagan. The real Sagan. Yeah. Uh, wins Slovakian. The younger Sagan. So nobody's going to be wearing that jersey. Um, Anthony Rue won French Road Nets. Well, someone pointed out that Sagan probably is not going to win the world championships this year. This is true. So then he'll have it's very, his national it's, champs. Uh, he will yeah. have a bit of time have in it. Have you seen that climb? Yeah. It's no. absolutely brutal. Uh, and that's a fun fact, too. Women are not going to be doing that climb. And I think there's a little bit of upset about that. They're, yeah, they're saying it's too hard for them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yes, Anthony Rue is going to be French, which he's on FDJ, which is awesome because FDJ basically just gets a flag and makes it into a skin suit, which is going to be awesome. There's no sponsor crap on there or anything. It's just a giant tricolor. Uh, and then Quiato, I mentioned before, won Polish road nets. And that's like the highlights. Okay. Yeah. Bob well, Jungles repeated as Luxembourg national champion. And Christine Majerus as yeah. well. <laughs> no surprise uh, for either of them. You guys going to put Jungle Man on your team? Maybe. Mm. 
Um, I think we uh, we should move on. Yes. yes. We've got a lot to cover. We've covered a lot. Um, let's move on to some local stuff. We uh, didn't record last Monday. I don't know why, because we were tired. Um, but we wrapped, we, we finished uh, PBSS number two, Punch Train Beach Summer Series. We did. Even better than the first one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. We had uh, great weather. And it was kind of threatening to rain, maybe, but we survived. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hot night out on the lakefront. Great um, soundtrack by uh, yeah. our, our, our Sergio uh, had a mix, which you Sergio. can. And we'll share that on the podcast on the uh, website. Uh, yeah, we. I've made it's that. It's not available. on our SoundCloud feed, huh? You're, you it's on your my SoundCloud. I have my own SoundCloud Pro feed now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, why don't you tell our listeners, Matt, where can uh, where can our listeners find you on SoundCloud, Sergio? I think I'm uh, just uh, look for Sergio on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, bless you. So I thought I would just give a little shout out to uh, the standings in week two uh, mm. after two races. Sam LeBlanc uh, maintains his uh, leadership with Brian Bourgeois in second, and Bo Dennis moving his way up to third. Yeah, uh, great ride the- by him. In the women's open, Emily Gass holding strong onto her lead over Mignon Guerin and newbie racer Taylor Gorman in third place. Yeah, she's killing it. She's crushing. Uh, in the 3-4-5, we have Adam Stevens, uh, Chris Brown, uh, one race, and he's already in the second position overall, and yeah. Brandon Morvant, who did not race on the second week. He was there, but he third. wasn't racing. Yeah, they're, they're actually both tied for ten, at 10 points. With uh, our teammate Daniel Swan at eight points mm, and uh, lurking, yeah, lurking in the uh, women's four or five. We had Taylor Gorman; she's winning that. Uh, Jen Novak in second, and our teammate Elise Bahasa in third. In the men's five, we have Taylor Mills leading that category with Zach Thomas in second, Eric Stewart in third. They're all pretty much going to be upgraded soon, so they won't be in that um, category anymore. And in the juniors, we have Mark uh, Matthew Taylor uh, ahead of Mark Graffini Jr. and then Matthew Graffini. And shout out to Madison Felker and uh, Afa Reed. Yes, uh, for coming out and racing and placing one two in the uh, well, Madison uh, finishing first in the women's race. I think uh, Afa had some had a mechanical and didn't finish. She the did. Race. I believe she crashed. She didn't, she had a DNF. But uh, good to see her out there. We had a we doubled the uh, amount of juniors. Um, which is awesome. So yeah. thanks to everybody who is getting your kids out to the race. Um, it's good to see you guys out there. And thanks for all the new folks who came out to week two. We're super excited to have everyone back for week three. Um, we're, getting, we're getting some food trucks lined up for week four at least. I'm working on week three, so we'll have some food out there. We had Urban South Beer. It's a party. Um, yeah. And I will have another exclusive mix ooh. ready before next week's event that's that's worth the uh twenty dollar pre-reg uh fee right there i think to, so. uh, to have access to to the to the debut of uh, Sertirio's, uh sunset mix so something we missed last week was the tour de la tour de louisiane we yeah. talked about it but we didn't talk about the results um that's a big race a big stage race in our area it was our 47th uh matt and i did the uh did the road race which was uh the first stage (laughs) of that uh of that and that was Uh, the uh beginning and the end of both i did not realize you guys did that wow well yeah i mean it was i wasn't there for very long personally let's just uh let's just say that uh matt was uh matt was feeding me in the feed zone uh on uh, on lap three i was and i appreciate that yeah kind of like nate brown and johnny brown yeah, I was I was the Nate Brown to your Johnny. Yeah. Well, uh, Bodie, why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown of the uh, of the results of that? Yeah, just a shout out to Patton Sims who won the one two three. Uh, young kid, I believe he's still seventeen. Uh, also, big, big win. And big. congratulations to Patton. He's upgraded now to uh, Cat One. He is a Cat One now. Wow. Um, I was started racing with him as a Cat Four. So awesome to see him do that. Yeah. Uh, our teammate Emily Gass won the women's overall. Uh, she did. Big win for her. Um, and then our teammate Daniel Swan won the Cat 4 overall, which pushed him to Cat 3. Mm. So congrats to that guy. He was a Cat 3 for, I don't know, maybe three or four races, maybe even less. Um, a Cat 4. Cat 4, yeah. 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 Strong. So good riding. It's what happens when you win. That's true. Yeah. You, you upgrade. No sense in hanging around. Yeah. So we got some racing coming up, 
got some racing coming up this weekend over in Hammond, Louisiana, about an hour away. Quick, easy drive. Mm. And what looks to be a pretty fantastic-looking race course, closed course uh, through, a, through a park, some yeah. swoopy turns. Our buddy Dustin Drews, the race promoter of the Hammerdahl series. And it is a series. It's a Friday evening, uh, Saturday, and Sunday morning yeah. uh, race. Yeah. Bo, do you have the details in front of you? Why don't you uh, let everybody know what's happening? Yeah, so he's got a Friday, as he's calling it, the Twilight Session. I think because Dustin's kind of a tracky guy, he's calling them sessions, um, which is kind of funny. Mm. But so we have a, like a Twilight Race, which has a 4 or 5, a fixed gear category, pretty cool, and then a open 1, 2, 3, 4 race. And then Saturday and Sunday are an Omnium, which sort of more standard categories. Okay, so Friday is not linked not. to the Saturday and Sunday. No. Yeah, Got so it. if so, he's doing something interesting here. There is no like race day payout, but there is an overall payout for the Omnium. Okay. And there are a bunch well, of preems on order. So... Hmm. Maybe you're gonna get. Maybe you're a racer who can't do both days and won't feature well in the Omnium. But you go for the premium. Go for a premium. Get some cash. I like uh, it, but leave the overall for the for the guys who stick around. I I I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll suit up and go for a premium, <laughs> and then get shot out the back as that, I explode into a million pieces. Yeah, All that right. sounds like a plan. Yeah, right. I think I think I'm gonna try to show up. I don't know. Is there a is there a uh, is there a Masters four or five category by any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is a four. That's or my five. wheelhouse. There is a four or five category that we could race. There is a four or five. Yeah. And there's okay. a three four and a for three, you, buddy. Four. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could so do you it. Have to race I mean, I could the do the one two threes, but I would get dropped in a lap and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I will be there definitely on Friday taking photos. I'm trying to decide if I might jump into a race on Saturday and or Sunday. Well, I, th I think a few people that we know will be excited that this is not a hot dog crit. Hot dog crit. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, the crit looks like a hot dog where it just has like a tight U-turn down the straight and then another tight U-turn. Well, it's certainly not our crit. We have, we have this pretty awesome is 90 degree. You, have, you guys have a broken hot dog. Like bent, somebody's bent like hot a, dog. A bent hot dog. <laughs> your, your crit's a bent hot dog. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. an interesting visual, but I yeah. uh, appreciate you calling my so criterion. The, there are no like dog. there are no hairpins or switch. Yeah, whatever. no yeah. this 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 race is. It looks swoopy, very swoopy. Um, yeah. Good for those time trialists among us who can't respond <clears throat> to the yeah. quick Unf burst of speed. <laughs> Un unfortunately, our our best one of those uh, just came and picked up my uh, hitch rack and is heading to Austin yeah. tomorrow. But uh, I think you refer to this one as a hamburger crit, right? If ours is if the if the it's more of an amoeba. Yeah, I think it's or an kidney, amoeba. So red bean, red it's bean. Kid, crit? It's a kidney crit. Yeah, it might be a yes. It could be a uh, yes, a red bean crit. Uh, but yeah, I want to try and make it up one day at least and uh, get my ass kicked again, just because. Well, speaking of getting asses kicked, mm. um, I did the club ride on Saturday and. Yeah. It was really hard. I was struggling, um, which I usually do lately. I'm kind of out of shape. Um, but anyway, we got back to Conseco's for our post-ride beers, yeah. and I get off my bike, and I realize that my brake has been rubbing the entire time. Are we sure about the entire time? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think so. I think I so. Know. I think that's why I couldn't. Judging from the photos that you posted of your wheel, Bodie, I'm <sighs> going to guess that your brakes had been rubbing for at least some time. Because that wheel. Thank looked, you. That wheel looked That's jacked. why I was. So, yes. Yeah, it was so probably trying to chase me up the bridge is when your wheel went. And that's what I'm guessing. I don't know that I was ever behind you on a bridge. Oh, but... you totally were on the second bridge. Um, oh, because I was freaking, <laughs> I was dead. My legs were so tired from riding against the brake. Anyway, mm -hmm. the whole point is, is is that my wheels that I got, I bought from you four years ago, almost exactly. They were, what, takeoffs from a bike you got? I mean, they were... No, I didn't even... I, no, I, I bought those wheels. Somebody else had taken them off a brand new Focus. Okay. So I they were takeoffs. Wheels. They're OEM wheels. Yeah. They cracked. The rim cracked. 
Yeah. They're they're dead. So I need new wheels. So this is this is my wheel talk segment. Is wheels on fire, rolling down the road. No next this wheel Here I, I have a dilemma, and I kind of want to put this to you guys. I want to put this to our, to our listeners. I don't. Oh, yeah. I I want some new wheels. Yep. But. I feel like I'm in between technology and I don't. So I ride my Richie mm, 10 Logic speed. 10 speed. The fork is fairly narrow, but eventually. It's a steel fork. Old school steel fork. fork. It's a carbon fork. Carbon fork. Okay. Um, I would obviously I don't like. Think rim width is going to be your problem with that fork. Tire width might be a problem, but not rim width. Okay. Well, but if you have a wider rim. Well, doesn't that, and maybe you can tell me, if I put a really, I mean, wide is the new fast thing. So if I'm going to buy some new wheels, because I would like to get some carbon clincher wheels. I would like a little bit of aerodynamics. Mm. Um, I like the look against a steel frame. I think it's like aesthetically pleasing. Um, so if I were to get some new wheels, they're making them wider now. So yes. I'm, a, but if I buy those new wheels, are they going to fit in my Richie, eventually I do want to buy a new bike that right. would have, like, I'm looking at the kind human. Mm. It has room for the wider wheels. I guess I'm trying to decide what do I do in the interim because I, I actually need new wheels. I'm well, currently borrowing yours, Townsend. Yeah, but- and I have to say, in terms of the aesthetics, those are some 30 ish mil deep carbon yeah. wheels. They look great on your yeah, bike. Yeah, I like that really look. Really nice. Uh, do we know the width? Those wheels. The internal is 18 millimeters, so they're oh, a narrow. Oh, no, yeah, oh, I mean it's internal. Yeah, internal 18 is actually pretty wide because that's probably going to be about a 23 plus, maybe. Uh, so you, you know, 23 ish. They're probably about 23 ish wide. Yeah, I, they are definitely 18 internal. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. Have you measured the external? No, I need a digital caliper. I have a digital caliper. But I don't think so. If you get some, if you get some, you know, relatively, I mean, if you get some newish carbon wheels now, you're looking at maybe an internal of, you know, up to maybe 20 mil internal yes. on some of those. Yes. I don't think it could you're be up have, to 28 mil external. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have any trouble getting those uh, into your Richie. Now, can you put 28s on them? Probably not. But is a, 20, is a 25 going to sit up on there just fine? Yeah, I don't think you're going to so have any trouble with this. that. So let me say this. So we, we have a lot of friends. We can crowdsource this and put their wheels in your in your fork. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, so where you want to go with this, Bodie? I mean, you... you uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, so, okay, of course, if you're buying new wheels, then it's like, okay, well, yeah. are there are tubeless options out there. Absolutely. There are, but do I really want to go tubeless? Of course you do. I don't know. I mean, Matt is sort do of it. a... Do it. Yeah, well, you know, to we, follow on this theme... Yeah, we started this podcast with Matt joking about... Uh, you know brand ambassadors and 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 you know look it is a bit of a silly sort of concept in in many respects all of these you know very very amateurish athletes being brand ambassadors for this and that and hashtagging every instagram photo that they take with all of the various products that they brand ambassador for uh but but matt you know i have to say uh, all joking aside Mm. you are a true ambassador for the tubeless uh the tubeless wheel setup i wouldn't use the word setup. i wouldn't i wouldn't use uh the phrase brand ambassador because there is no brand i would say i'm a platform evangelist <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> so that just widens your sponsorship opportunities you can well, get all the tubeless i get the consortium brands. the yeah. the illuminati of tubeless <laughs> Uh, you know, I could be sponsored by them. The tubeless lobby. Yeah. Can tu- back I'd, I'd be you. a lobbyist. I'm basically a lobbyist <laughs> for tubeless, except I'm not getting paid millions of dollars well, to do it. Well, you should look into that. Yeah. The Hashtag consortium, Brando. The consortium of tubeless manufacturers. Yeah. 
I'm sure they're they're out there plotting away right now. Anyway, because it is but evil. yeah, I mean, you 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 are doing more for you know at least locally for people going tubeless than a lot of you know quote unquote brand ambassadors are doing to you know promote their various brands and products. Right, and it's because you know tubeless tires. Yeah, uh, you have experience with them. You ride them. Yep. Uh, you are personally committed to them and appreciate them, and um, you it just make sense. You to get me. you're going to help me tomorrow. We're going to watch the uh, the England uh, World Cup game. And we're going to we set are. my new tubeless tires up. So yep. uh, it's be my first experience with it. So yeah, I mean, I uh, you know I, I think that's great, and I think that, that Bodie could benefit from uh, from your advice on that. Hey, you know, my door is always open, Bodie. Well, I mean. The other thought is then, well, because I would like to buy a new road bike. I mean, do I get a new road bike with discs? Mm. Oh, God. You know, the UCI just approved them for racing, so everybody's going to be on disc at the tour. I don't think I have to worry about UCI races. Um, Everybody's going to be doing them. You know, do you want to be on the train pissing off it or off the train trying to piss onto it? That's, you know, that's the scenario. I'm trying to... Make yeah. that work with bikes. I don't. <laughs> well, it works with anything. I mean, like, do you want to be there? Do you want to be at the front? If I was on the train trying to piss off it, there's a high <laughs> likelihood that I'm going to piss on myself. Well, it's a lot easier to piss off the train than try to piss onto it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Matt, you. I mean, your your feeling is that 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 tubeless tires are are going to be the thing. Speaking of the yeah. next the next. Look thing. at all the manufacturers that are producing tubeless ready rims now. I mean, Giant is fully committed. One of the largest bike manufacturers in the world. Trek is fully committed. One of the largest bike manufacturers in the world. Specialized is fully committed. They're fully committed? Yeah. I mean, all their new all their new rims are tubeless ready. So don't buy stock in a company that produces tubes Mavic, for bicycles. The last big holdout. Mavic is fully tubeless committed now. Do you guys know what this what this what this really means though? That instead of worrying about wheels for my Richie, that I just need to buy a new bike. Yes. N plus one. Yes. Absolutely. Buy into capitalism. Speaking of N plus one, Townsend, you just mentioned a new build. What are you building? What mm. kind of new tubeless what's going on here? Yeah, so I'm 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 building up. I've hinted at this on the podcast before. We've talked about it. It's uh, a new old build, right? It is. It is my uh custom Serata frame that I had built uh ten ish years ago. Uh that I've finally stripped down. I had all the, the components that, that uh I had put on the bike when I first got it ten years ago. Uh, so it needed to be replaced. So I Pulled everything off, stripped it all down, and I've worked out a nice deal with uh, my good buddy uh, Tom Caddis from Campy North America mm. uh, for a complete record mechanical group set and uh, and uh, wheels. And they have all arrived and are now in the capable hands of uh, Tim Eskew over at Bicycle Michaels, who is building it up for me. Um, who is, uh, I believe, the only official Campagnolo. He's a campy pro mechanic. Yes, he's huh. a campy pro mechanic. And the only one in town. Yeah. yeah. So Big shout out to Tim cool. on that. So pretty excited about that. And Bodie, I hope that once I get it, and it should be all built up in uh, in the next week or so, that maybe you can uh, get the camera and we'll take some photos of it and put it out there. Yeah. That uh, reminds me that we should give one uh, one more plug um to the the raffle for the kind human bike Ooh, absolutely that's yeah. still going on you it can is and what still... is the what is the end date for that end of july end of july so okay. you have until the end of this month um yep. i bought my tickets so i uh, kind one human... tickets ten dollars right yeah one, one ticket for ten dollars five tickets for forty dollars uh that raffle has helped us a lot with our uh summer series uh, allowed us to uh, sweeten the overall pot and give race day payouts, uh, you know, over four weeks, that adds up. So, yeah, I was going to say that's one of the, the conditions, though. If you win that bike, uh, you have to do a photo shoot with me. Okay. And you have to race next year's Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series on it. Hi, we will highly suggest that you do that. Yeah. 
A huge thanks to Adam Abramovich from uh, Kind Human for, for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. And Gavin, his and business Gavin. partner. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, um, do we have anything else? Time to go uh, get the... Get your fantasy squad. Get your fantasy squad together. Figure out your viewing options for the Tour de France. Mm. Oh, yeah. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, I've got it. It's time to re-up on the uh, cycling package for NBC Sports. If that's the way you do it. Then I'm covered. We're covered. Sports gold. The Bissenheimers are good then. Well, okay. you but but it 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 restart the tour as the beginning of oh, the, the that's deal. Right. Really? So you got to re up. You'll have to re up if you. It, 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 yeah. that's, how, okay. that's how they get you. Is there going to be any Yala's TV? I wonder. Uh, well, you know, ASO has been pretty ruthless at cracking down on that stuff, so we may not have any Yale TV. Yeah. Yale TV is no match for the uh, for the. Legal, legal firepower of uh, of the ASO. I'm pretty good because I um, the company I work for has a VPN into London, and I also have Tunnel Bear at home. That sounds really kinky, dude. <laughs> dude, you you won't believe the things you'll see there. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm a brand ambassador for Tunnel Bear. <laughs> Uh, they are a VPN uh, that you could. They have a great plugin for Google Chrome. It's super easy. I can just. You got to pay for Tunnel Bear though, right? I have to pay a subscription to Tunnel Bear. Yeah. Uh, but it's more secure a- than like Hala or Ola. Oh yes, yes, that is not secure at all and very ropey, I would say. So, uh, so the Hola thing is pretty ropey. Tunnel Bear is pretty good. They have pretty good prices. And then you can get a Eurosport subscription. And uh, I think that is the best coverage as far as I'm concerned. And you get all the other races throughout the year. And a Eurosport subscription is about 10 bucks a month, which is yeah, pretty damn good. It's really good. Actually. And you get a lot, a lot of racing. And snooker. That. And snooker. Yeah. <laughs> and darts. And darts. <laughs> what, I mean, what could be better? Yeah. All the powerhouse British sports. Yes, that's right. Okay, guys. Well, uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, this is the T-Bone. I'm going to sign off saying uh, happy to take the week off from race promoting this 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. And we will see you next Wednesday at race number three of the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series. Bye-bye. And this is a Cheerio, and I'm just going to um, name drop all of my uh, brands that I... No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, We'd be here guys. all night. Good night. And this is the Buddy Buddy saying, once again, feel free to send us an email at yayuride at gmail.com. And please, you know, go into iTunes and give us a rating and leave us a review. We haven't had a review since March of this month. Thanks again to VicNet for the intro and outro music. And I will see you all next Wednesday.